Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 458th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to be through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And we will dig deep into the college football playoff selection and talk about A.P. being at the Alabama-Georgia game on Saturday late afternoon. Well, my highlight of the week is the Steelers' pulsating last-second win over the arch-rival Ravens, and the Steelers kept their season alive with this victory. These two teams simply play the best games ever. You know, it just never fails to uh, to be riveting. And yesterday was just another one of those. I guess uh, Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh facing off is now around 30 games, which is up uh, inching towards the most ever between two coaches. And speaking of John Harbaugh, I made quite the decision. The Steelers go in for what appears to be uh, the winning touchdown and two-point conversion to get a seven-point lead. The Ravens, when all looked lost, third and 14, I think it was. Lamar Jackson completes one and takes him right down the field. Sammy Watkins catches a touchdown pass. They're down one point. And they go for two, and the pass just literally was an inch away from Mark Andrews. There are uh, Pro Bowl tight end, all pro tight end, I should say. If he's not, he will be. Um, just reaching out, and uh, it just went off his fingertips, and the Steelers win. So it doesn't get any more last second than that, or more interesting and John Harbaugh went for it for that. I would, I applaud him for that. And, uh, that was just a, a, about as good as it gets at any moment for this, uh, for this entire season. I mean, that was one where you sit up in your chair, if not stand up for that last play. It was that, uh, uh, much of a be still my heart moment. Also, and Oh, by the way, Ben Roethlisberger, he, uh, at least for a day, if not only for a quarter, that being the fourth quarter, uh, he looked like the old Ben. So he can still bring it when uh, when he absolutely positively has to, and that was exactly the situation as the Steelers headed into the fourth quarter yesterday against the Ravens. Again, just a great game. Speaking of great games, and uh, the Bucks, Tampa Bay Bucks. Right down here in Florida are starting to roll again. And the Brady and Gronk connection, uh, two touchdowns yesterday. Brady is leading the league in touchdown passes. Think about that for a moment. 44 years old, it's just incredible. Utterly incredible. And uh, and having watched them in New England for years and years as a, as a Patriot season ticket member, uh, I've seen it all, but I've never seen it quite like this, where they're practically reading each other's minds, and it seems nearly telepathic. Uh, so they're the second most touchdowns of any du- duo now in NFL history, behind only Peyton Manning and uh, Marvin Harrison. I think they have about 112, and Brady and Gronk, as of yesterday, those two touchdowns took them up to 90. So still uh, 22 away. Uh it feels like a lot, but I would not count these guys out uh, in any 
situation. So my bizarre story of the week is the Detroit Lions getting their first win in about a year with Jared Goff throwing the winning touchdown on the last play. And it was so much of what they, the way they've been losing games for a couple of years now. And lo and behold, it just felt like another heartbreak was imminent. They held a big lead over the Vikings through much of the game. And Vikings, of course, came back. They took the lead and all looked lost there in Detroit. But then they flipped the script and won in the way that they've been losing on crazy last plays, what have you. Uh, and I feel like the Lions, when they tied the Steelers a few weeks back and the crazy weather in Pittsburgh, that's when they kind of turned their season around and uh, they, you know, they, they didn't lose that game for the first time in a while. And, uh, and lo and behold, it feels like it paid off yesterday and good for them and good for Jared Goff. I feel like he has been, uh, you know, traded for Matthew Stafford and been somewhat unfairly maligned. He did after all was the quarterback, uh, when the Rams went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and lost to the Patriots. And it was just nice to see him and the Detroit Lions, especially their coach, Matt Campbell, uh, get a win and the post-game celebration in the locker room when they presented Matt Campbell game ball, one of the top highlights of the year uh, of any post-game uh, or game. It was just uh, a terrific moment. Uh, speaking of last play victories like the Steelers and the Lions, uh, 49ers lost on the last play to the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks basically had the game won. They were inside the five. They fumbled. Jimmy Garoppolo, to his credit, took the team 90-plus yards to set up. Uh, They're at about the five or thereabouts, and but they couldn't get it in. So my low light of the week is Tiger Woods saying he will not be on tour full-time. It seemed to be really final, um, which is just depressing. We've just been watching Tiger for so long. And to have him say that uh, stung. But the good news was that he said he might play select tournaments. You have to assume that means the majors and specifically the masters. And uh, certainly bears watching. And he, of course, hosted the Hero World Challenge that ended yesterday. And uh, and just good to see. I mean, you know, just good to see him back. He spoke directly. To the, to the world last week talking about his uh, potential future. So we'll see what happens. But it seemed to have a real air of finality to it, that he will no longer be a member of uh, the tour, uh, it, meaning participating in a weekly basis. He'll certainly be a member. Uh, but he just won't be a uh, regular on the tour. But we do have a, a big golf tournament down here in Florida. It's uh, the QBE Shootout, uh, hosted, of course, by Greg Norman. And I've covered it a couple times and covering it this week. Really looking forward to it. It's at the Ritz Tiburon in Naples. And as always, it's a terrific field featuring, you know, Harris English, Matt Kuchar, Lexi Thompson, Bubba Watson. Jason Day, Mark Leishman, Sam Burns, Billy Horschel, Jason Kokrak, Kevin Na, Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, Max Homa, Kevin Kisner, Brian Harmon, Hudson Swafford, Ryan Palmer, Harold Varner III, and Sean O'Hare and Will Zatoris, who is replacing Steve Stricker, who was unable to, uh, has some back issues, so had to pull out. Uh, and also Corey Connors, Graham McDowell, former U.S. Open winner, and K.H. Lee and Brant Snedeker. So just a whole lot of big names. Uh, the course is absolutely beautiful. Uh, the, and again, I've covered it a few times uh, back before the pandemic, another world ago. And looking forward to spending some time down there this week. And uh it's always just a great tournament and held again in the city of Naples. I think that that's one of the reasons that uh, that they get such a terrific field to participate. And it's unique in that it's uh, 
two-person teams, kind of the way I just read them. I uh, read them team by team, and uh, yeah, so it was just really, uh, really a fun, fun tournament. So it's twelve two-person teams, and uh, we'll be on TV uh, as we move to the weekend and whatnot. Uh, it's a three-day tournament: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and it should be fun. And just really, really looking forward to that. And it'll be great. No question about it. And nothing like golf in Florida this time of year when, uh, when a lot of people are uh, freezing, <laughs> to say the least, up north. So uh, it's always fun to just tune in from anywhere around the nation and the world. And uh, it should be fun. So the official days of the tournament are December 8th through 12th so really wednesday through sunday's pro-am mixed in there and uh yeah again draws huge crowds the weather forecast is just spectacular looking to be uh, 80 degrees maybe even a little more every day of the tournament no rain in the forecast and uh 80 degrees is certainly uh sounding pretty good to say the least uh but that's classic Naples weather and uh again the whole town really gets behind this tournament Greg Norman such a big name uh and he gets uh many of the top players in the PGA to participate always so great to see and now let's take our break and next up will be our weekly call-in expert AP Stedham Veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, where we will again discuss his attendance and covering the Alabama-Georgia game on Saturday and the college football playoff announced yesterday, uh, along with all the rest of the bowl matchups. And I saw where Penn State is coming here to Tampa for the Outback Bowl on New Year's Day. And... Uh, as a native Pennsylvanian, I was excited to see that because that means there'll be a whole lot of Pennsylvanians running around the Tampa area, uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's. So that will be fun. No doubt about it. So why don't we take our break now? And next up will be AP. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show. The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Good morning, John. Good morning to you. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Oh, thank you, as always, for calling in. Uh We've been loving all the traveling and covering of games as you've been doing, and games don't get any bigger than Saturday where you were in Atlanta to cover the Alabama-Georgia game, and AP Alabama really brought it. Uh, That defense for Georgia looked invincible, giving up seven points a game, and uh, Alabama certainly put a stop to that, didn't they? John, it was remarkable. Uh, my anticipation for the game was as big as any I've had because that. that Georgia defense was less than seven points a game in this era of football was tremendous. And But I said to myself and all my radio appearances and on my show and people that I knew were asking the question, they have not seen a quarterback the caliber, the caliber of Bryce Young. And he showed out uh, setting a record for the game. And you talked about a Heisman moment and then some 421 yards passing, 40 yards rushing. I think the total was 461 for the game. They scored 24 points by halftime. The most they had given up in the entire season was 17 in a game. They ended up with 41, courtesy of a a pick six. So it was a fabulous uh, performance by the offensive line who finally, I think, got themselves together. And so we better pay attention to the coaching staff. I would be embarrassed more than the seven sacks they had versus Auburn in the, in the rival game the week before. And they certainly did that, AP. It's, uh, you know, and Bryce Young just put on a virtuoso performance. Uh, his run for the touchdown was, uh, well, something I hadn't seen a lot of. I knew he could run, but I hadn't, hadn't seen a run quite like that, given the stakes and, uh, and like you said, 421 yards. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he had a Heisman moment last week beating Auburn, uh, driving the team 97 yards. And he, and frankly, the whole game on Saturday was a Heisman moment. Uh, they just looked tremendous, as they often do uh, this time of year. They just get better and better, especially Bryce Young. You know, when he first started the games, you know, he looked like you would expect someone Look, a freshman starting big-time games right off the bat early in the season, but boy, has he grown throughout the NFL, throughout the Alabama season, and looks like you know he's ready for the NFL after one year. Uh, not that he's going there, but he just looks the last couple of weeks like he has just blossomed into what everybody at Alabama hoped and expected he would be. He's arrived. Yeah, the modern-day high school product from California. He came 2,500 miles, sat behind Matt, the, the, uh, the sensational Mac Jones for one year. He didn't play in any critical moments, per se, until this season. So he's a true sophomore starting out under the tutelage of Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator. Uh, he had that highest moment, as you said, with a 97-yard drive, 135 on the clock, no timeouts. They scored with 24 seconds to even the game against their Big rival, the Auburn Tigers on the road with 
thousands of fans against them, hostile environment besides the you know, a few thousand that Alabama had at the ball game. Then he came back the next weekend against that vaunted Georgia defense, less than seven points a game. It's hard, hard for me to even fathom, John, in this era of foot, offensive football. And he led his team to a 41-24 to victory. It was uh, in doubt for a moment there when they were behind by 10 to nothing. They had the composure to just right. get to the rhythm of the game. And then he let loose with those receivers. John Messi the third. Who's, who's an out, out for the rest of the season with an ACL, I believe. And then right. Jameis and Williams, who I believe will win the Blitnikoff Award. And how many times has that happened? The Blitnikoff Award winner on the same thing. I'm, I believe it happened with LSU and, and Joe Burrow. So that's, that's pretty elite company. Very elite, to say the least. And thank you for pointing out that uh, Bryce Young is a sophomore now, not a freshman. And... Uh, as I mentioned, but yes, he's but freshman uh, season, right? Freshman season, really, as a starter, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes, as far as starting and everything, it is his first season doing that because he did sit behind Mac Jones and uh, AP. This all ends yeah. up with Alabama, the number one team in the nation. That's kind of amazing since Georgia has owned that spot from pretty much day one with unanimous weekly votes as number one. But of course, Alabama beat him, and they deserve to be number one. And so they have a matchup against a uh, non-Power 5 opponent, uh, AP. I love this matchup. I think everybody does. It is truly David versus Goliath uh, in Dallas on New Year's Eve in the college football playoff semifinal in the other game that later that night, I believe, will be, uh, it will be Michigan versus Georgia. And that's an excellent game, too. So... AP, I'm sure oh, you're yes. excited for the Alabama-Cincinnati game in Dallas. Absolutely. I'm really excited because it's the American Athletic Conference. They've been trying for years to be part of this college football playoff, and they had a team go undefeated. Cincinnati with an excellent victory on the road at Notre Dame. I think that was nine points, John. Yep, nine or 11, uh, you can clarify. And, uh, you know, and there's a little bit of an Alabama connection, as always. As always, going for the running back, a transfer from Alabama. He's from the Tampa area, Plant High School, I believe. And then EJ Jr. the third. People may remember the legendary linebacker at Alabama, who, sure. by the way, is being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame with the 2020 class right here in Las Vegas at the Aria Hotel. His son plays for Cincinnati. Uh, he hasn't seen a lot of time or anything of that nature, but so that's the two Alabama connections that I know of. And before I re- research it. In depth, right? Well, the Alabama connections are now just—you uh, know—they're they're everywhere. Uh, they truly are, and it just reflects their dominance of the past, uh, well, <laughs> 50, 60 years, let alone the past decade with Nick Saban, of course. Um, so, AP, let's talk about the National Football Foundation. You are going to be attending its uh, College Football Hall of Fame, and yesterday watching the riveting. Steelers and Ravens game and unbelievable ending. You know, Jim Nance talked at the very end of the game about Tony Romo's going in. Uh, and it was really cool to see like his Eastern Illinois career uh, stats. They were unbelievably impressive. No surprise. Yeah. And it just, I, I had to smile when I saw that on the very day, Tony Romo, you know, right there in the booth with Jim Nance as they're discussing this. And, uh, on the very day that, again, uh, a non-Power 5 conference finally uh, climbs the mountain to the CFP playoff. And Tony Romo, of course, played at Eastern Illinois, I believe. Yes, he certainly did. And it's a, it's a, two classes will be inducted, John, the class of 2020 and 21. So I think that's a total of, I think it's 24 people because of the uh, four coaches. I think that's the number. And one of the coaches is Bob Stoops. Some of the players, Carson Palmer, USC quarterback, Eric Dickerson, running back, SMU. As you mentioned, Tony Romo, EJ Jr., the third linebacker, Alabama. Um, I'm trying to read the, the entire list. And, and we know, John, that that's one of the toughest votes. That oh, yeah. Received each year to try to figure Absolutely. out 10 or 11 people uh, that we're, we're going to vote in. It, it, it's a lot of thought process and soul searching, and and uh, it, it's just very uh, difficult to try to narrow it down because I mean, there's Heisman Trophy players on that list that haven't been inducted yet. 
Right. And AP, one of our favorite shows of the year, every year, is the day that the nominees for the College Football Hall of Fame are announced. And it's for us and for many a trip down memory lane. We typically, you and I, for years have devoted pretty much most of the show on that day. It comes out, or as soon as the first show we do after it comes out. And it's just a wonderful thing. I mean, you know, I think some of our best shows have been just, you know, talking about the guys we grew up watching um, who were always on the list. And uh, it's wonderful. So it's a star studded class. Of course, it's two classes because it wasn't held during the pandemic, correct? Right. That's correct. Yeah, so uh, another sign that life is returning to normal. That's what we like to see. So you have to be excited. Is it your first one that you've attended or no? No, I actually been to a couple of John. I believe Woodrow Lowe, the linebacker from Alabama, uh, was inducted. I was president for his uh, moment at the Waldorf Astoria in New York. And also Marty Lyons, the outstanding defensive lineman who ended up playing for the New York Jets. Sure. He, has, he stayed in New York. He, he never left New York. And he made it a part of his life and raised his family. Uh, he's a Jets broadcaster on the radio, the analyst. And uh, Woodrow Lowe was a tremendous linebacker. Uh, Woodrow was a versatile linebacker. He could cover. Could, he, he had a lot of interceptions. He could rush the passer. People were known for that holy roller. He's the one that's grabbing a fellow Alabama uh, alumnus. Kenny Stabler and trying to pull him down, and Kenny put that ball, and uh, Dave Casper kicked it all the way to the end zone and fell on it, and the, uh, the chicken in San Diego has never been the same. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. And Marty Lyons uh, was a member of the New York SAC Exchange, of course, with Mark Gastineau, and uh, what a career he's had, and now he's taken it to broadcasting, so he, he's just a household name, certainly in the New York area and far beyond. And uh, it's been nice to see. I know you think highly of him. So that's terrific, AP. Oh, yeah. uh, well, believe it or not, it's time for our first break. Uh, we still have a lot more to get to. Quite quite the day, quite the week in college football, to say the least. Um, a week like no other in many, many ways. And we're going to dig a little deeper into all of that after the break. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. 
every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., you're out in Las Vegas. You're covering the National Football Foundation Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame induction. And very, very exciting, and you're doing that uh, on the heels of covering in person the uh, Alabama-Georgia game on Saturday. So, AP, life is good. You're all over uh, the biggest events that exist in the world of college football, as you've done for years. But I have to assume it's particularly satisfying, uh, given what happened with the pandemic. Uh, for instance, the dinner you're attending that we, I just referred to is inducting two classes because there was no dinner held a year ago. Uh, but here you are, and uh, I'm sure it feels good to you like it does to millions of us who are finally getting back to normal. Yes, John, I'm really excited to be here for the induction of two classes. Um, you know, like I said, they're, they're tremendous players uh, from both years, and it's so much fun to see them, and they're happy. Their families are here. Their universities are on the spot in, in, in town as well. It's this banquet. It's, it's annually held in New York, but it's now it's in Las Vegas for the first time. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to meet somebody like Elmo Wright. He's the one who had the dance when he would score the touchdowns. John, if you remember, way back, you know, 1968, 69, 70, he, he's one of the first ones you can recall having a right. celebration dance. Totally, AP. I, if I remember correctly, we'll see if I'm right. I, I, he was number 17 when he played for the Chiefs, correct? Yes, yes. Yes, and he basically invented, um, along with Billy White Shoes Johnson, invented, you know, dancing in the end zone after you caught a touchdown for the, in the NFL. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, Elmo Wright, I mean, that's a name, just like we talked about, just like I said earlier, this, this dinner and these nominees and inductees just get the juices flowing on the players we remember growing up. And Elmo Wright is certainly one of those players, AP. Oh, yeah. Who could forget Eric Dickerson, that stand-up style with speed and some power. He was tall and lanky uh, for SMU. He's going to be inducted this evening. Uh, John Elliott, the longtime NFL offensive tackle from Michigan, and Keith Byers from Ohio State running shoeless in some of those ball games. I mean, he was making yes. so many yards for the Buckeyes. And, oh, he was uh, unbelievable. You no, know, David Pollock. Yeah, oh, oh, Keith, yeah, Keith was unbelievable, wasn't it, John? Oh, absolutely, AP. And he had a very, very nice NFL career to boot. But in college, he was just a beast. Yes, yes. And David Pollock, the sack master from Georgia. Uh, I think he was uh, all-conference three years, maybe all-American not one, two MVP, defensive MVP, and uh, award winner. So and he's on TV now as an analyst, and uh, you know he's, he's always candid and funny. Uh, so it, it's a thrill to see to see all these players. And then if we go to the the 2021 class, I'm trying to pull that up as we speak, John. Uh, you know, Carson Palmer, the uh, Hall of Fame quarterback from for the USC Bruins. Is one of the names, and of course, Tony Roman we spoke about, and uh, just so many, so many others. 
Oh, absolutely, AP. It's just uh, a star-studded class and even uh, star-studded two classes. So, I mean, you're seeing the best one ever. First one ever in Vegas. It was always held in New York City at the Waldorf, if I remember correctly. And you're seeing two classes inducted, uh, you know, with all the, again, post-pandemic euphoria, for lack of a better word. I mean, I I feel comfortable using that word. Oh, yeah. And, and John, you, you'll like one of these names as well. Andre Tippett of Iowa and the New England Patriots. I love it, AP. Believe it or not, he lived in the same condominium complex that I did in the late 80s in uh, outside Boston when he was a Patriot, of course, early in his career. And I met him a few times. We had some very nice conversations and uh, to say I've always been a fan, he's a true gentleman, and uh, he, he, we had, again, some great conversations, literally, you know, picking up the mail, stuff like that. <laughs> Nicest guy, right, right, so right. I'm glad you hey, brought that oh up. Yeah, and John a, oh, yeah, John, there's an Alabama connection. No, he was born in Birmingham, Alabama. He was, okay. Oh, I did not yeah, know that, moved, uh, or if I know it, yeah, I forgot it. New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, moved to New Jersey when he was six or seven. I even think he went to junior college where he got to Iowa. I'm not sure. But, yeah, terrific uh, linebacker, number 56. And, you know, Kenneth Sims, another player for the Patriots out of University yep. of Texas. He won all the awards that year as a defensive lineman for the Longhorns. And also um, Aaron Taylor out of Notre Dame, the offensive lineman. Um, you know, he's, he's an analyst on TV as well, I guess. Bob Stoops, the Oklahoma coach. Rudy Hubbard, John, Florida A&M. You know, he was on that Ohio State staff, I believe, to win the national championship in 1968. Undefeated Buckeyes beat O.J. Simpson in the Rose Bowl. I know that name, AP, for sure. Um, I I know all the names, and they bring back such good memories. Bob Stoops, of course, has been on the Fox NFL, or Fox, excuse me, college football uh, pregame show, and uh, he's going to be coaching Oklahoma. Uh, in the bowl game with the departure of Lincoln Riley to the USC Trojans and, uh, and of course, Brian Kelly down to LSU. It's a crazy world. But, AP, it's the craziest and, in my mind, best thing that happened because there was a time when not all that long ago when you would have just said it, it's probably never going to happen, and that would be a non-Power 5 getting to the college football playoff. Of course, I'm referring to Cincinnati, undefeated Cincinnati, who beat Notre Dame, who only had one loss. Um, AP, uh, you and I have covered the American Athletic Conference, of which Cincinnati is a member, since day one. We are huge fans of the conference. We yeah. covered together in Newport, Rhode Island, many of their preseason uh, gatherings and uh, football days, uh, college, you know, media football days, and. We are huge, huge fans of their commissioner, Mike Oresco, a true gentleman if there ever was one, who has treated you and I and countless other members of the media and far beyond everyone uh, wonderfully. So bottom line, AP, I'm thrilled that it was the American Athletic Conference that broke through to become the first non-Power 5 conference to make it to the college football playoff. Yeah, absolutely, John. Uh, Mike, he's been one of the college football, uh, part of the foundation of the game. He's known from coast to coast. He's he's innovative, he's creative, he's bold. And, John, I was just thinking about this. Alabama will play Cincinnati, and Houston, the second-place team, will play Auburn in Birmingham. So this is a tremendous opportunity for the American Athletic Conference to show show themselves. No doubt about it, AP. Um, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong about this memory. When UCF broke broke through to be among the first non-Power 5 conference, I'm referring, of course, to uh, University of Central Florida right up the road in Orlando. I think they beat Auburn in that bowl game, if I'm not mistaken. They, they did. And then uh, the, also the team before that, I believe, when I said the Fiesta Bowl, did they not beat Baylor 42-41? Something like that? High-scoring affair? Yeah, I'm, 
I'm not sure. Are you referring to Boise State when they beat Oklahoma or? No, no, no. This oh. was uh, Central Florida, I think, played oh, okay. St. Baylor at the time. I believe it was 42-41. I think it was Central or South, but I think it was, I think it was Central who won that game. One of those okay, well, two beat Baylor, I think, in a bowl. Okay, well, UCF, I mean, just a tremendous program, especially under Scott Frost, now at his alma mater, Nebraska, as the head coach. But, yeah, AP, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, is is not Boise State beating uh, Oklahoma, maybe the Oklahoma. beginning of yes. non-Power 5 conference schools beating the big boys? And, of course, they have one of the greatest plays in history, the Statue of Liberty play, basically the winning touchdown, and then the guy proposed to the cheerleader after the game on the sidelines. Witness right, right, all. yeah, yes, I, w- I would say that maybe, maybe a precursor. There might have been some others, but yeah, BYU with Steve Young had to go through Michigan in the Holiday Bowl to claim that championship in '84, I think it was. That's right. But Michigan was maybe a, a six and five team at the time, something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to leave anybody out. Let's just say that the Boise State right. game against Oklahoma is clearly one of the most famous non-Power 5 victories. Yes, Easily. that's right. Most uh, memorable. Correct. For the two reasons I just mentioned. Uh, a, game, a game for the ages that night. Boy, that was incredible. Um, yes. well, AP, uh, again, just to wrap up this segment, uh, here we are with, you know, it's It's real. Cincinnati is in the college football playoff and Cincinnati and the AAC American athletic conference. And it's a wonderful thing. And that is going to be just, uh, I think it's going to do a massive audience because what can you say AP? Everybody loves an underdog. So everybody's going to just tune in to see how they do against the biggest of the big boys, Alabama. So, and you'll be there, I'm sure. And that's so exciting. Yeah, John, I'm really looking forward to this playoff this playoff games and the bowl season as always. And it's especially attractive to me based on the, our association with the American Athletic Conference. Exactly, exactly. Well, AP, we've come to the end of our second segment together. One more to go. Lots to still talk about. And uh, why don't we do that after the break? So don't go anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your health care needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Foxworth Theory is what you need now. Hosted by Eugenia Foxworth. Each show brings a unique guest from many walks of life. From authors and entertainers to artists, fashion, music, and business. You never know what your takeaway will be, but you'll definitely learn something new. It's a whole new type of talk show. Listen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Harlem America Digital Network and the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots game in Buffalo. What a matchup, A.P. It's uh, the, the Patriots, by virtue of the Steelers beating the Ravens yesterday, the Patriots are, for the moment, the number one seed in the AFC and I'm seeing a lot of stories that Buffalo fans are nervous because they thought they were done having to worry about the Patriots. But <laughs> uh, it's the Patriots showing up tonight in first place. AP, in my book, in my mind, this is Mac Jones's coming out party. He's had a spectacular rookie season, as we all know. Uh, but tonight, in front of 80,000 fans, national audience, there are no other games. Uh this is his coming out party, and I got the—I I have the feeling it's a riveting matchup. People who don't care about football are going to watch this one. People who despise the Patriots, and they're many, are going to watch this one. And Bills Nation uh, will be all over this, so it's going to be terrific. But uh, AP, it's Mac Jones's coming out party in my mind. I don't know if you agree, but uh, you know, I don't, and I can't think of a person better prepared to deal with 80,000 people than Mac Jones, a, uh, better than a, a rookie ready to deal with it because he's dealt with it at Alabama AP. Yeah, absolutely. And, and John, I, it's no forecasting for this evening. Is that true that I hear something about possibility of snow or maybe snow is already present in Buffalo. That would surprise check. anybody, but, oh, but Mac will be that. ready. Yeah, Mac will be ready whatever the, the weather circumstances or situation. He's going to be has that laser focus, and I know that he enjoys these moments as, as much as anybody. Some people might shy away, uh, but I know Mac. He he's had some games on you know he's played so far, and he's getting better each week. And I expect him nothing less than him to play a good ball game and give his chance to win. Well, AP, I'm glad you mentioned the weather. I just called it up. Uh, rain the next couple hours, uh, 40%. But then here's the big one. This is more important than snow. We got the little wind icon on my iPhone, AP, starting at 3 p.m., immediately following the predicted rain. Yes. And it's going right through to game yeah. time and beyond to right through to midnight, AP. So uh, I don't know how strong the wind is going to be, but it's, the wind but- icon is showing. Uh, so wind more than maybe any other factor, including snow can have a, tr- right. a huge effect on a game for obvious reasons, throwing the ball. So that's fascinating. Didn't know that. And I'm so glad you yes. brought it up. That, to me, it makes the game more interesting. Yes. And the quarterback from Buffalo, from California played at Wyoming. So he's familiar with severe cold weather in the circumstances right. that come with with that forecast exactly ap well it's going to be fascinating and ap it's we're getting to heisman time right uh just looking back to the beginning of our conversation uh bryce young looks like the clear favorite to me i I believe so john and there's other quarterbacks i i think uh, that will be invited to new york kenny pickett out of pittsburgh maybe matt Carell out of Ole miss uh, you could see C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, the running back from Michigan State, uh, transferred from Wake Forest. Those are some of yep. the, the names that are the favorites. Exactly. A lot of, you know, just you just nailed it, AP. Those are the, exactly the players that I would remember, of course, coming growing up in western Pennsylvania. I've always uh, enjoyed Pitt. And, uh, and yes, Kenny Pickett. Uh, I've, I've been hearing, you know, definitely a Heisman candidate. 
and uh, and he's getting a lot of uh, chatter for the NFL. Um, so yeah, and he led Pitt to a victory over Wake Forest just over the weekend uh, to win the Amer- the Atlantic Coast Conference ACC as we all know it championship. So yes. Uh, big yeah. weekend for him and big weekend for Pitt. But in the end, I do think it's going to be Bryce Young. But I'd love to see Kenny Pickett come in second. Yeah, I think so. If I had to project, and we're in Las Vegas, so if I had to w- make a wager, uh, yeah, I there think you that, go. That'd be, the, that'd be the top two, John. <laughs> well said, AP. Uh, if you had to be a betting man, I'd be betting on Bryce Young. That's for sure. And uh, yeah. So it's all so exciting, AP, and, uh, you know, I'm glad you're, I, speaking for the show, I'm just so glad that you are able to cover these great events uh, in person and share them with our listeners. You always paint such a perfect picture of what it was like. And uh, just as we close out the show here, I just want to be sure about this. Alabama, Cincinnati, college football playoff semifinal. Is that the first game that he, that day, or is it the second that's game? Listed as the, that, that's listed as the first game, John. The, the, that's what I, I think thought. that's uh, 3.30 Eastern, I believe that is. Yes, well, they're going to be early because it's New Year's Eve, and I give the college football playoff committee credit for moving them up. So that one's at 3.30, I'm guessing, then – uh, Michigan versus Georgia, Georgia in Miami at the Orange Bowl, uh, or shall I say Hard Rock Stadium, um, will be starting at around 7. Bottom line, I think it's all seven, set up to end by 10 p.m. 7.30 Eastern. probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably 7.30, something like that. So I'm 8, 7.30. Yeah. So the committee has set it up so people can attend and watch the games and still have time to – Enjoy the new year at midnight that night. Uh, So, yeah, AP, it's going to be fun. And good luck at the uh, National Football Foundation College Football Hall of Fame induction tonight in Las Vegas. Enjoy everything there, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. Okay, thank you so much, John. It's my pleasure. And thank you again, AP. And as always... Thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.